This is a Sound Rebel podcast. Discover more of our shows at soundrebel.co.uk. What's going on, people? We are back. It's another episode of Give Me Some Good News, the podcast where we try and cheer you up from all the doom and gloom that's going on in the world, bringing some positivity. Uh, I'm your host, stand-up comedian, Nathan Caton. As always, I'm here. And I'm joined once again. The, the, the gang is back together. Uh, my co-host, the very talented Rich Wolfenden. How's it going, mate? Yeah, mate, very good. It's nice to be back after uh, yeah. some time away. We are the most inconsistent podcast, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we are consistently inconsistent. Yes, you know that's what I mean. it. That's it, yeah. How, how, was, your, how was your trip to uh, your, your famous, beloved uh, Goodison Park? Yeah, it was nice. I had uh, a game last week where me and Tony Bellew did a little bit of a show. And uh, like pre-match show, not like a, you know, a show. Uh, it's like a, a pre-match show. And then we had Barry Horn on as well. We had famous Everton fans, past players, and that sort of thing. All just come in and have a bit of a chat. And I feel very lucky to be one of the few people who are allowed into a Premier League ground at the moment. Very, very nice. lucky. And then you got to watch your team go top of the league. Oh, mate, we are incredible at the moment. I can't believe how good Everton are. This is strange. Ancelotti and Calvert-Lewin have just got uh, manager of the month and player of the month as well. So dude, we're, just, we're just on fire and it's so nice. I mean, Liverpool are still, you know, Premier League champions and that sort of thing. But we've got our, we've got our little moment in the sun, which is, uh, which is quite nice. But yeah, thanks for asking. How, how have you been? Yeah, I've been all right. It's just it's been at home, isn't it? I've been at home doing gigs, playing FIFA. Nothing much else I can That's do. Good. Oh, did you, did you um, get a new FIFA today? No. no uh, I've done so well on FIFA 20, I'm reluctant to move straight on to 21. I've got yeah. to do 20 a bit more time. Yeah, you know I know what, what you mean. mean. Like, I know what you mean. Brentford are Champions League winners. I can't just let that go. <laughs> no, keep that glory going for a while. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But anyway, listen, as always, guys, we have a guest on who's going to come and share some good news with us. Um, he's a very funny comedian, someone who I've worked with many times, um, done his great club down in Brighton. And he's, he's a Brighton fan. Kelsey Priest, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, Stephen Grant. How's it going, mate? Hey, Nathan. How you doing, man? You all right? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. I'm keeping busy because that is the key to not going mad, isn't it? Yeah. I am busy, busy, busy. Uh, in fact, I have got a garage that needs sorting out. And back in March, when I thought I was going to have a lot more time on my hands, I thought this is going to be the breakthrough my garage is looking forward to. It's never looked worse. <laughs> um, I, I found I found a cat in there the other day, and I've no idea how long it lived in there for. But it- you found a cat. What? Not your cat. It was. It was. It was. It was a cat that actually lives in this house as well. It's not my cat, but it's a, yeah. It's a cat that lives in this house. Was it alive? <laughs> or no? The cat was alive. It was alive. Yeah, it was, it was slightly disgruntled, and I think a bit hungry. Uh, but that said, actually, I think I've had a rat problem, so they've probably been noshing down on those while it's been in there. So it's fine. Way good news, guys. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Rats. Good news just pours out of me now. It's, it's massive change since March. You know what, when you said you've got a garage to sort out, like, I was going to volunteer to do it. It's like, I need the money. <laughs> the, the lack of gigs, I'm like, listen, I'll, I'll clean it, I'll do it, mate. So many comedians have become delivery drivers, and I think it's because there's quite a commonality between delivery driving and being a comedian, which is basically you don't talk to anybody and you drive for an hour and a half. Then you turn up to someone who looks a bit disappointed and talk to them for five minutes. And then drive for another hour and a half again. And in many ways, it's comedy all over again. I can see why they've taken up long distance delivery jobs. You know. And you know, with, with stand up comedy, it is all about delivery. Hey, hey. nicely done. <laughs> so, uh, Stephen, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Um, what is the good news you'd like to share with us, mate? Well, I mean, 
I actually, because we're football fans, and we know this because you're wearing your uh, proud Brentford shirt, and I'm wearing one of the worst Brighton shirts that has ever been made. Ah, oh, mate, don't want to sell it. It's beautiful. It's so retro. No, it's not. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> this is from possibly only about uh, about stuff. Six years ago. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's got a nineties vibe to it. Yeah. Luminous green and black stripes. Pretty, pretty appalling. But no, I think it's kind of one of the good news things that I've stumbled across. Good news about football is that one of the biggest complaints about football from people who say they don't like it but have never given it a chance is the fact that they aren't a fan of footballers. And let's be honest, in the last 15, 20 years, they haven't done themselves a huge amount of favour. Mm-hmm. You give a young man who may not have had like the fullness of education or an upbringing an incredible amount of money, and it's very difficult for them to spend it in a responsible way. And of course, most of them are actually fairly decent, fairly innocuous and quite introverted characters, most of the footballers I've met anyway. But of course, you get the ones who are slightly more loud and extroverted, and they'll spend their money on sort of like, you know, parties and stuff, and then the, and then the media and the press will run with stories about their debauched behaviour and, you know, the, the um, ostentatious nature of their purchasing of their cars, their homes and stuff like that. And then people, you know, don't like them as a result of this. And what's happened is, is that the more famous footballers become bigger partiers and then kind of by supporting football, it's inferred that you support people who have these slightly sort of mm, yeah, over-the-top lifestyles. And it's, of course, not the case at all because we actually love the game. Yeah, what's happened with coronaviruses, those sort of people, those young people, footballers, the ones, and they are in a minority, who are up for partying, seeing people, all the rest of it, have now been punished because if you do that and you don't follow the rules, then you don't isolate correctly and then they've not been allowed to play in games. Actually, if you see a player on a pitch now, that means that they have not fraternised with other people, had (laughs) had girls in their room and all the rest of it. They're actually upstanding members of society. It's the very first time in ages you can look to footballers and say they are genuinely role models. Like, imagine a situation in any other job where if you weren't a wholesome person, you didn't get to do your job. Can you imagine just how few people would be doing stand-up right now, Nathan? (laughs) Can you imagine just how empty the stages would be if we all had to have a personal code of conduct before we did our job? And that's what's happened with football. This could be the breakthrough for the image of footballers, not football, that they've been crying out for. Because look, look what's happened. Look what's happened. Your team will do better if you have less party animals. And by that, I mean, it filters <laughs> out the dickheads, is what I'm trying to say. Okay? <laughs> and, and you'll know that the players on the pitch are dickhead-free. I think six months of that, and everyone's going to go, no, they're a good guy, they're a footballer. It will just change around. <laughs> Do you know what? I know I'm making a joke, but this is a genuinely good point, right? Yeah. The dickheads don't get to play. That rule has <laughs> never been the case in football in its history. And now, right, it will become genuinely aspirational. People will want, just want to be a footballer because they get to do their hobby for a living and they have huge amounts of money and the adulation that come with it. Because also it's a recognition of the fact that you were a good person who followed the rules and you didn't go around breathing your coronavirus germs into the <laughs> public because you wanted to have a late night party in your 34 bedroom house which has three pools and that in itself is a wonderful reason why football i think will use the current climate to elevate the position of footballers and we're seeing it now everybody is looking at the lineups for their teams and trying to work out which one of them is unlikely to make it to the starting 11 because they can't basically keep to the rules right it, 
it rewards it rewards the the good people. I'm really chuffed about that. Yeah, no, I'm all for that. I mean, if there was like a Premier League niceness league, I don't think Liverpool would be top of the league. I don't think Manchester City would be top of the league. I don't think Manchester United would be flying up there either. I think, you know, this would be the time where Fulham finally get the title that they deserve. Hey, do not say the <laughs> F word on this podcast. <laughs> genuine West London anger there. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that smile quickly turned into a very angry frown. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Fuck Fulham, no. Um, <laughs> All right, maybe, uh, I don't know then, Burnley, maybe? No, Burnley, coronavirus, cap- they're coronavirus FC. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> got it all, haven't they? Nottingham's <laughs> overtaken them, so both Forest and County are now the coronavirus capitals of the UK. No, genuinely, it's, uh, it's the case that, you know, they're having to knuckle down and be good people outside of the football pitch, outside of that time, for that for that reason. You know, it, it, you start looking at your own players in a different way. Because, you know, because, you know, you used to think, oh, they're great on the pitch, but are they a team player? Are they likely to get injured? But it's now like, are they likely to be photographed at half past two coming out of a house party? <laughs> and the answer is you look at them and you think, yeah, it's coming to the point now where you're hoping your players are quite ugly. Right, because you remember there was a, yeah. a brief period where, where Liverpool weren't doing very well, but had some really pretty players. You can know right. full well if they had that lineup in this climate. The Spice Boys, isn't it? That's what they call themselves. The Spice Boys, yeah. The Spice Boys, isn't, isn't that what they call them? Yeah, the Spice Boys, wasn't it? Uh, Jason McAteer, people like that. Yeah, yeah Jamie Redknapp. He was your other one. Yeah, he yeah. Had lovely hair, didn't he, Patrick? Oh, I mean, I'm butter side up, but you would. I mean, what a lovely <laughs> hair. Patrick was. Uh, yeah, I mean, so many of them as well. But you know, I, I, you know, first eleven of Luke Chadwick's. That's what we're looking at. <laughs> I remember Liverpool used to have a chant, um, we all dream of a team of Carragers. Like, they go quite far based on the looks, I think. But no, they don't score any goals. But, you know, they go quite far in looks. And and I just, honestly, once your team is is halfway into a season and you've lost some key players because they just can't stop partying because of their huge levels of popularity, you're just, you're going to, you know, the January transfer window will come in and go, we're looking at this new, you know, Austrian striker. What are they like? Well, you know, they played in the Bundesliga. They got a few international caps, but also their favourite hobbies are chess and needlework. <laughs> You'll be thinking, that is the mm. player of my team. They are, they are going to make it through to the end of the season. <laughs> so I, just, I just think it's the wholesome image of footballers. And I know this is a skewed look on good news. Right, but I genuinely think that the image of footballers will improve because of the current climate. Which, and also, you know how, like when you watch the games, they're piping in the crowd noise, mm-hmm. but they're not mm-hmm. piping in insults, are they? Right, no one sat there with no. the with the crowd noise button, pushing the buttons for like, as you know, disparaging comments about the referee. <laughs> no, oh my, I would love to be in control of that keyboard that plays out insults on oh, the pitch. That I would not trust good. you one bit, Rich. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <know? laughs> Did you see um, Sky Sports brought this thing in at the, at the moment? Because you can watch it with, with the sound effects, without the sound effects. Or where it's like two former pros and like two bloggers watching it. And you can vote on what chants you want to hear in the ground get pumped around the stadium. Which is the oh, most 2020 piece of like broadcasting I've ever heard. You can choose what chants. Yeah, it's like, you know, in, in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Where they ask the audience. That's basically what it is. But Those people chance. will not... We readjust to live crowds again. <laughs> return, return to stadiums. Yeah. We basically, someone shouts something out and he goes, no, I don't like that. Yeah. What chance are there? Are there like, is it all clean stuff? I'm guessing. 
Yeah, it's it, you know it's it's not like any any of the offensive ones. Like we when Nicky Barnby left Everton for Liverpool, we used to chant "Die, die, Nicky, Nicky, die." Like that probably wasn't an option, <laughs> you know. You know. Whereas like grand old team to support is probably an available one. Um, but yeah, you get, usually get given like three options, and then you have a quick vote, and then they play one out for ten seconds. It's proper proper shit TV. <laughs> do, do not watch that. Whatever you do, I've got a geek sort of uh, observation to do with it. And that is mm. that um, when you watch television anywhere except for the BBC, I think because they've got a blanket agreement to cover it, um, there's this thing called PRS, which people know about, which is where you have to pay rights, performing rights to whoever came up with the song. Mm. And I know this, and Nathan will know this as well, that if you ever do stand-up, you can't do jokes in the tune of a song because someone owns the melody. Likewise, yeah. you can't do a joke about song lyrics if you actually mention the actual lyrics because someone has written them so you owe rights to it. I mean, you can on the BBC because they've got a blanket agreement to cover it, but other places have to pay for PRS and a lot of people are very funny about yeah. it. Like, And obviously, if the crowd sing a song to a, a well-known tune in the crowd, there's nothing they can do about it when they show it on the football. They don't pay PRS ah. for a crowd singing a song, you know. So when Brighton were playing, we had Zamora. We say, you know, when the ball hits the goal, it's not Shearer or Cole, it's Zamora. You know, yeah, yeah. Great, you know, but they wouldn't have to pay PRS. But if someone's pushing the button to play the songs, you're playing music. So if they're coming up with musical chants, it's going to have to be original, non-copyright music. People don't recognise it. What's that tune to? It's to nothing, mate. It's to nothing. It's- they're going to have to get fans in like a studio to write music and release an album. It's going to... That's going to be absolutely terrible. Rod Stewart does that for Scotland, and I think that's about it. Do they still do... Um, England songs, like World Cup songs. Was there a World Cup song for t- 2018? I don't think there was. The last one I can no, remember I don't was... So. But Paris to Berlin, I think, was like the last one I can remember. I remember one with um, uh, Corden and Dizzy Waskell. Oh, right, God, that must have been awful. When was that? <laughs> I think it was about maybe 2014, I think it was. Was it? Uh, yeah. What was the last one that actually had a footballer singing on it? Was it John Barnes rapping and World in Motion? Um... <laughs> Oh, did, did any com- oh did the Gaza turn up on um on Vindaloo? Oh right, they had no. um, John Motson on were on the ball, but it was only like his commentary. It wasn't like Motty singing, which would have been brilliant if he'd have done that. No, I, th- I think it was um World Emotion. Yeah, it must have been. It would have been John Barnes rapping on World Emotion. He basically killed off the entire genre, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, was- either it was so bad no one ever did it again, or it was so good people went. We're not beating Barnes. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I think it was a latter because that was that's a good rap. <laughs> <laughs> Tupac, Biggie, Barnes in the order. <laughs> that is that. You want that on a cap, like a massive, <laughs> massive NY cap like that. Tupac, Biggie, Barnes. <laughs> I, like, I like that analysis of uh, the football players being mobile, upstanding people. Stephen Grant for head of FIFA. You heard it here first. Yeah, get it in there. <laughs> well, it's either that or, like you said, it's delivery work. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen, do, do you have another story for us, Ben Johnson? You don't have to, Ben Johnson. Do you have another story for us? You know how, like, in the past, there's always going to be stories about when cargo ships sort of capsize and then their, um, their, all their, um, you know, their shipping containers sort of float up and then people end up with free motorbikes and stuff right. like that. <laughs> like, it's like when it turns out on a beach, yeah? Yeah. Right, okay, so we've got a very 21st century, 2020 version of it. But on the A27, uh, around where I live, down in Sussex, a full-size Amazon lorry, absolutely full of Amazon parcels, 
uh, jackknifed and turned over the central reservation. Central res- reservation, nobody got hurt, by the way, so it's still good news. Ripped through the centre <laughs> of the lorry and strewing Amazon parcels all over the dual carriageway, like literally like thousands of them. And I, I just wondered whether Amazon parcels are the secret Santa that everyone's been crying out for. <laughs> There's never anything written on the outside to tell you what they are. Are they? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, so, yeah. so people were basically running in and grabbing stuff. So, you know, if you, you're if you're on Prime and you're thinking this has been three days now, it doesn't turn up. That's the reason why. <laughs> I, just, I just like the idea of the fact that people there was free stuff for people to go and grab, but they had no idea what it was until they got home. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. I like like secret well, Santa salvage. Some- it's good. Until you open it and you see, who? Why a fucking dildo? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think what the kind of the jackpot would be because you know Amazon do pretty much everything. I mean, like if you're like, it would be like a camcorder or a drone, wouldn't it? But then the stuff that people order off is at Amazon that they you just can't get in the, the shops anymore. So it'd be like a, a desk light. Yeah, <laughs> something really crap. It'd be like five face masks or something like that. They're all personalised. Slipper socks. <laughs> Where would you go on the high street? To buy slipper socks, you can't. There's no, there's no slipper sock shop available left. It's Amazon or nothing, isn't it? So you'd probably end up like, ah, oh, it's bloody slipper socks, isn't it? And yeah. and also you could get caught out because you might think high value item, large box. But as we all know, Amazon always throw in a curved ball there, where you get a box the size of an armchair, and what in there is a USB charging cable. <laughs> you work your way through all the packaging down to something about this size you see so just it just tickled me the idea of the fact that there was you know people out there you know who were effectively looting probably not good <laughs> uh, they got a little bit of a surprise at the end of the day so that kind of really cheered me up Stephen mate thank you for, for the, for, the for, for those good news stories man um, very funny stuff man had Amazon and Looking at footballers in a different light, which is the footballer, footballers are becoming, you know, aspirational people. Finally, after years of saying that they were that in the first place, you know, they're fi- figures to look up to, and also uh, people who uh, get extra freebies as a result of a truck jack knifing get an element of surprise thrown into the mix. So you know, people's lives are just improved. Just yeah. this, <laughs> we're we're clinging by fingernails. Because <laughs> like both good news stories. Hey, listen, in 2020, mate, take it where you can. Um, <laughs> so, Stephen, you said that you're very busy at the moment. Um, what are you up to? Where can people find you? Well, I am uh, I'm still doing comedy outdoors. So uh, I've got some great coats for performing in. Whoever thought you could go shopping for coats to perform in? Um, so, yeah, and I'm doing comedy outdoors in my local village of Hassocks, doing stuff in Brighton at the Open Air Theatre there as well, and still try and do it elsewhere in the country where it is still happening. Uh, on top of that, um, I am also doing prize giveaways on a... Um, uh, site called Podium, uh, where people can win sort of like electronic stuff and things like that. So I'm enjoying that. I'm doing that over the internet at home. And other than that, I am just chilling and pulling off, sorting out my garage. And uh, you on all the socials? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can get me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Stephen C Grant. And uh, yeah, look for the uh, look for the little blue tick that shows me I'm important. Uh, and on <laughs> Facebook as well, uh, Facebook.com/slash SG Comedy. Uh, because someone else got Stephen Grant for me. Damn you, damn you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a problem with having a generic name. Are there any other Nathan Catons in the world? Or Richard Wolfe? Yes. You guys are right. No, there's a Nathan Caton, actually. I don't know who he is, but I haven't delved into his profile yet. But I saw Nathan Caton. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Bitch. What about you, Richard? Uh, yeah, there's a, a very um, 
well-established professor of biology over in like Maryland or Delaware or somewhere like that over on the, uh, the east coast of the United States and he still comes up first despite me being on the radio every week but you know whatever I'm not bitter in any way whatsoever <laughs> about that you know <laughs> but he's not on Radio X though no absolutely not but I am and you can get me on Friday and Saturday nights at 7 o'clock and uh, hey. at underscore Wolfenden on Twitter and Instagram and if you're an Everton fan um, every home game I do a little pre-match uh, show for the official channels there so yeah just uh, follow Everton on Facebook and, and YouTube and stuff I uh, will never last anyway <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that because I'm bitter we're not in the Premier League fuck Fulham anyway um, so I'm on a, at Nathan Caton Twitter Nathan.Caton on Instagram doing the gigs doing all sorts um, yeah it's funny my socials I'll put it up there um, can I mention my yeah. podcast actually as well is that right? of course you can go for it so if you're into cycling or if you're thinking of getting into cycling I've got a cycling podcast called uh, Cyclist Pod so it's at Cyclist Pod and you can find that well pretty much just type in cycling podcast and I should appear near the top because uh, unlike Richard I've paid for search engine optimization to make sure <laughs> though there was a brief period when I wasn't top of the Stephen Grants when a guy called Stephen Grant went mental in the US chopped his wife up and went on the run for three days he knocked me off the top but he put in the groundwork so yeah fair play to <laughs> him <laughs> on that note oh, yeah the, so <laughs> How do we get to good news from that? <laughs> um, Stephen, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Um, much appreciated. Guys, thank you for listening. We will be back with another episode very soon. Until then, take care. Stay in a good mindset, man. All the best. Laters. Discover more shows on the Sound Rebel Network. Like the Dan and Katie Daily. Right, guys, production meeting. Sorry, I know you want to carry on with your days, but we need to make a promo. About the podcast? Yeah, about the podcast. Okay, well, it's a podcast. Yeah. We make it. Go listen to it. See ya. That's what I like. Well, no, but... No, no, no. <laughs> Hi, this is Dan, Katie and Posh Ben, and this is our promo yeah. for our show. I forgot the show. Hello, this is Dan and Katie, and this is our podcast. It's the Dan and Katie Daily. <laughs> Clever, isn't it? Subscribe. Review. Share. Yeah. I, no, okay. when you said share, I thought of actual share. Actual share. So, this is the Dan and Katie Daily. Search for us and subscribe now in your favourite podcast app. Yeah. We'll get something slick out of that. Right. <laughs> yeah. The Dan and Katie Daily from Sound Rebel. Listen now on your chosen podcast app.